0: Welcome, my dear listeners. I am really looking forward to delving into this story today, which is going to lead me to suggest to you to consider apologizing when needed. This episode is really a nice segue from last week's episode in which I spoke about considering loving someone as a whole. Because when we do something In which maybe we need to apologize for it. Maybe we said something or we did something that was hurtful to somebody else. It could be that the other person at that time that you're hurting them is not seeing you as a whole, but is only seeing you as the bad thing that you did. So these two episodes really go hand in hand because. We live our lives in relationships, even if we're not married, even if we live alone, we still live our lives in relationships with other people. Whether it's the people on the road, or at work, at the supermarket, at the bank, right? Even if you're in prison, okay, so I'll go to the extreme. Unless you are in solitary confinement, you are also living your life in relationship to other people. And this is really what this work is all about. Taking care of yourself so that you can enhance your well-being, but also so that you can take care of your relationships. Because how you are living your life is going to affect those around you. I just came off of managing a two day silent retreat, managing a retreat is basically doing all the behind the scenes work to make sure a retreat runs smoothly. And I have a great story to share with you. It's going to come out in episode number 28, where I really got stuck with someone on the staff of this retreat. And I want to share with you how important it was for me to get unstuck in that moment, because if I wasn't going to get unstuck, it was going to ruin my work and my attitude at the retreat, and maybe even with the people participating on it. Anyway, it's a really great story, and I'll share that with you in a few episodes. But probably the best thing about going on that retreat was seeing how differently I want my retreat to be the one that's coming up in just a few weeks at the end of October. From the size of the retreat to the energy to the schedule, I just feel really grateful for having had had that chance to manage that retreat and see things really up close to know what I don't want on my retreat and what I do want on my retreat. My retreat happening here at the end of October has only five spots left. So if you are interested or know of someone who lives in Israel and may be interested in coming on a retreat with me, please head over to my website, thestuckmethod.com forward slash retreat and get the details to register. At the same time, I am beginning to put together a weekend retreat in Maryland in the summer of 2018. So if you live in the States or the northeastern part of the States, please stay tuned for those details. And if you subscribe to my newsletter, which you can do on my website, you'll always get all the information you need for upcoming events, retreats, and workshops. Speaking of travel, by the way, did any of you see the news article? And the title was Woman Stuck in Airport dancing all night long to Lionel Richie. Oh, my, this was such a great piece of news. It was picked up by USA Today. You can go to my Facebook page. I posted it on September twenty I'll put the link in the show notes. Basically, there was this woman named Mashid Mazuji, And she got stranded at an airport. The article didn't go into the details. But Basically, instead of getting stuck on anger, maybe she missed her plane, or maybe it was delayed, I don't know. She chose to get unstuck and dance. And basically, she created this impromptu video of Lionel Richie's All Night Long, you know that song, all night long, right? You know that song of herself and of the airport employees that joined her in making this video. Dancing around to this song in the empty turnables. It is amazing. It is hysterical. It's entertaining. You have to watch that video. I think she is shocked by how viral her video went. And her story really inspired me to think about what I would have done had I been in that situation. And it also inspired me to ponder if getting unstuck is. It's like a tendency for people. In other words, does that woman have more of a tendency to get unstuck than other people? It's a good question, right? And I'm going to say that for a later episode. I really want to reflect and look into that concept. Okay, so enough of all that. Let's move on to this week's story. So last week was very unusual. Actually, it wasn't an unusual week. It was just an unusual morning. Around five in the morning, my husband and I were woken up to the sounds of sirens. We looked outside our window where you can see the main road outside of our community. And we saw a whole line of cars. It was obvious there was an accident. Another one. Oh, this poor country, there are more accidents and more deaths from car accidents than in all of the wars and terror events combined. It's just awful. It's just a fact of life here. I was actually hit from behind on the same road just a couple of years ago where my car was totaled, and it's a miracle that I'm alive today. But anyway, that's not what this episode is about. It's not about car accidents. It's about what happened that morning because of the car accident. That morning in the house was crazy as usual, you know, getting four kids up, getting them breakfast, getting their lunches made, getting them out of the house by 7.15. Anyway, in the haste of that morning, one kid left without eating breakfast and one forgot his lunch. And it was just a really off morning. And I'm sure you've had one or more of those in your life, right? And where was my husband? running, of course, he's always running. That's what he does like every morning. And he's never around anyway to help in the morning. But that's not also the focus of this episode either. And the truth of the matter is, I've really gotten unstuck from that anyway. Okay, so the point of the story is I walked up to the bus stop with the kids. And once I got there, I realized, of course, the bus was going to be late because of the accident. And while I sat there for a few minutes, I saw my husband starting to walk down the steps from the public pool coming towards us. Ah, the pool, Uh, he got to swim this morning. He wasn't running, he was swimming. And I was thinking to myself that the pool is open for another 45 minutes and it's only gonna be open for one more time before they close it for the season and I want to swim. And so I asked my husband, as he was approaching us anyway, if he could stay with the kids until the bus came. And his response was, I don't have time. And I like attacked him, like in front of all the other parents. I was like, you don't have time. You have time to swim, but you don't have time to be with your kids. You do have time, I said to him, and you will stay here. (laughs) And that was that. I just walked away. I went home. I grabbed my swimsuit, my goggles. I went up to the pool and I got in about like a half hour swim. And it was Wonderful. It was really just what I needed after having that off morning. But as I was swimming, I thought about my behavior and if it was really appropriate and did I handle it well. And uh, I really made such a scene and I'm terrible. And why did I do that? And I got really stuck on disappointment in myself that I just didn't control myself when I should have. And I lost it. And I'm just a terrible wife stuck. So I was thinking about all that while I was swimming. And I realized, you know what, Shira, you you just get unstuck, you can get unstuck. You don't have to stay stuck on self pity. And I realized, you know, I'd feel better if I really made an effort to get unstuck. So for one complete lap, I did a stop. So I didn't close my eyes. I didn't focus on my breath. I wasn't just standing in one place. I actually swam the lap, but I was focusing on my hands and lifting my arms out of the water and placing my hands gently into the water as I was doing the crawl stroke. And I just kept bringing myself to my body and where I was in the pool. And by doing so, I just temporarily suspended my story. And then I came back to the story and I, T, I told myself that I was stuck on disappointment. And then you uncover, I uncovered a few beliefs. So I said to myself, I mean, I was really thinking, I believe my husband only thinks about himself. But of course, when I investigated that, I said, no, Shira, that's not 100% accurate. And I said, I believe my husband doesn't care about me. Of course, that wasn't accurate either. I believe my husband thinks I have a lot more free time than I actually do. Yeah, probably. I actually think my husband does think I have a lot more free time than I do. But because I had already at least one belief that wasn't 100% accurate, I was really able to move on to the next step and come up with C, considerations. I considered I really didn't have to yell at him. I considered that putting him down in public is never a good thing, him or anybody. I considered he was probably really embarrassed. I considered I was really stressed and I took it out on him. And I considered that I could apologize. Ugh, apologize. Ugh, that's so hard to do. Remember, your considerations are perspectives that exist in the scope of the story. And apologizing definitely falls into that scope of the story, right? But of course, the thing is, I didn't want to apologize because by apologizing, I would be showing my husband that I was wrong. And I'm usually right. I'm like 99% of the time, right? <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, aren't we all? That's how we live our lives, feeling right all of the time or most of the time. And that, my dear friends, is a recipe for getting stuck because we can't possibly be right all of the time, right? It's impossible. And so I considered that by apologizing, my husband would feel less bad. And he would know that I didn't mean to hurt him or embarrass him in front of other people. And I really wanted him to know that. And also by apologizing, I was kind of helping my husband consider to love me as a whole. Remember last week's episode? I want him to love me. I don't want him to hold grudges, even though he doesn't usually hold grudges. But still, I don't want him to hold grudges on the small incidental things I do. I want him to see me as a whole, a whole good person. So when I finished swimming, I walked home, and the first thing I did when I entered the house was I apologized for reprimanding him in public. And, you know, he was really grateful to hear that. Now, could he have been more helpful to me that morning Could he have apologized to me for not offering to help more? Could he have apologized for other things? Maybe, probably, but that's not here or there. That's not the point of the story. Remember, our stuck stories are not about changing the other person. They are about us taking responsibility for ourselves and our own emotional well-being, And that's exactly what I did. And I, K, reminded myself that it's okay that I got stuck on disappointment in the first place. Apologizing was not easy. Actually, you know what? Apologizing wasn't so bad. It was agreeing to consider to apologize. That was the hard part. Isn't that interesting? It was the letting go of my rightness, that was the hard part. Once I let that go, apologizing kind of came naturally. So I ask you, my dear friends, where in your life can you consider apologizing? Again, it doesn't mean that the other person may not have done something inappropriate, but let's put them aside for the moment. Where can you consider having done something hurtful to someone or wronged someone in some way? And to whom can you consider apologizing? In a very short amount of time, this podcast has grown tremendously in the number of downloads. That means the number of people around the world who are tuning into it. And I would love to hear from you. I would love to know where you live and maybe a story that you'd like to share with me or how this podcast is affecting your life. It really means a lot to me to be able to meet you, even if it's just via email. So please consider being in touch. You can email me at shira at the stuck Remember, the Getting Unstuck retreat happening here in Israel has only five spots left And I am planning a retreat in Maryland next summer. And if you would like to invite me to your community and create a Getting Unstuck retreat for the people in your lives, please reach out to me so we can start that conversation. Okay, my dear friends, that is it for this week's episode. As always, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.thestuckmethod.com.